Canada has lost the plot when it comes to COVID vaccines and COVID mandates. Plus, Aaron O'Toole can't seem to answer a single question about the trucker convoy. Where does he stand? Does anybody know? I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. So the big story in the country remains the trucker convoy. It continues to dominate on social media. And now the legacy media have come around and begun to pay attention to it. Now, this should come as no surprise. Rather than giving it a fair shake, rather than covering it in a fair, neutral way, the legacy media are immediately, they're so quick to demonize and denigrate the unvaccinated truckers to paint them as some kind of extremist, some kind of threat. They are coming to Ottawa and they're all unvaccinated. Um, uh, it's like a zombie apocalypse heading to Ottawa. Everyone should, you know, clutch their pearls and, and run inside to stay away from these scary uh, unvaccinated truckers. That's, that's sort of the, the line that you hear from many, many people on social media and many journalists. So the first point I want to make on the program today is that as a country, we've sort of lost the plot when it comes to vaccines. The, the, the narratives have changed so many times. And I think at this point, we're all kind of just confused as to what the purpose of the vaccine mandate is, what it was originally. And we're kind of just running on the inertia of the initial pledge and the initial promise that vaccines would just completely end the the pandemic. That was that was the that was the idea. So we know that the, that the way that they sold the vaccines, the purpose of the vaccines was to go back to normal. The overwhelming majority of Canadians complied. We wanted to go back to normal. We wanted to protect ourselves and our families from getting COVID. So most of us did exactly what we were told to do. We did exactly what government officials and experts and the elites told us to do. We went out and we got vaccinated, myself included. I went out and I got fully vaccinated. Well, at this point, I think it's pretty clear that we were all lied to. I was lied to, you were lied to, and all Canadians were lied to. We, we went out and got vaccinated. A remarkable 84% of Canadians are now vaccinated. That's one of the highest in the world. 84% have had one at least one dose. 77, as of reading this, are fully vaccinated. So the overwhelming majority, more than three quarters of the country, did exactly what we were told to. We signed up for a drug because we were told it would get us out of this hellscape that we've been living in for the past two years. We were told that we could go back to normal. Now, of course, it wasn't true. The narrative quickly changed after we had gotten vaccinated. And many of us learned that it doesn't actually stop you from getting COVID. It doesn't actually prevent you from getting COVID. It doesn't stop the spread of COVID. It, it just makes it so that you have a milder version. So, so the narrative changed from get vaccinated to stop the spread of COVID. And then all of a sudden, the narrative was get COVID so that you get a milder version of COVID, a version that won't kill you. If you if you get COVID and you're vaccinated, you're much less likely to end up in hospital and end up dying. That's what that's that's the new narrative. Well, well, hold on a second. If you're young and if you're healthy, then the odds of you dying from COVID are very small. So so so, so the vaccine purpose now we're told is to keep you from dying. But if you're under 65 and you don't have a major underlying health condition, you probably weren't going to die from COVID anyway. So, so getting a vaccine for those of us that are young and healthy would just make it even more so that, that when we get COVID, that we won't die. Okay. They still insisted that everyone get vaccinated regardless of your age, whether you're in vulnerable category. And also importantly, regardless of whether you've had COVID before, because if you've had COVID before and you've recovered from it, you had the antibodies, you're safe. In fact, you're safer than if you get the vaccine. So it doesn't even matter. It didn't even matter to the politicians and the experts that were rolling this all out. They insisted that everybody get vaccinated. And that's where we are now. Again, most people listen, most people complied. But, but alongside this, when they rolled out the vaccine 
mandates. We were told the purpose of the mandates was to stop the spread of COVID, right? We don't want unvaccinated people going to restaurants because they could get everyone else sick. And then we could have more cases and we could have another wave and we would overwhelm our hospitals again. So, so, so if you were unvaccinated, you couldn't go to restaurants. You couldn't go to work if you had a job in a frontline as a frontline worker because they didn't want people exposed to COVID. So the whole purpose of the mandate was based on the original assumption about COVID, which was that once you get vaccinated, it stops you from getting it, stops the spread. But now that we know that you can still get COVID when you're vaccinated, the whole purpose of the mandates doesn't make any sense anymore. Because if, if getting vaccinated only stops you from getting a worse version of it, a version of it that might land you in the hospital or kill you, that has nothing to do with the spread. That has nothing to do with how viral it is. So you can continue to get COVID if you're vaccinated. It doesn't make a difference. And especially now with Omicron. Being vaccinated does not stop you from getting Omicron. We know that. Everybody knows that. I can, I can speak from my own personal experience. Like I, I've told you, everyone in my household, except for me, has now had COVID and we're all fully vaccinated. My husband, my mother who lives with us, both are two small children. They're not vaccinated because they're really little, but they still got it. They recovered just fine. We've had three different babysitters that come to our house that have all had COVID and they're all fully vaccinated. They didn't get COVID from us. They got it from the outside world because everyone has COVID and they came back and brought it into our house. I'm just saying everyone's getting it, even though they're vaccinated. I'm sure you have similar stories that many, many people that you know, probably yourself, have gotten COVID recently, even though you're fully vaccinated. So we know that being vaccinated does not stop you from spreading COVID. So, so, so the whole idea behind a vaccine mandate, just it just doesn't make sense anymore. And you, you don't even really hear the argument at this point. You don't, you don't hear it as much that, that the idea of the vaccine mandates is to stop the spread. So, so, so if that's no longer the narrative, what is the new narrative? Why do we need to get these vaccines and why do we need these vaccine mandates? Well, the new narrative is basically just shut up and do it. That's, that's the narrative. That's the line. That's what we hear from the media. Shut up, get vaccinated, comply, do what you're told. And the reason, the rationale, well, because we say so, basically, because of the science, because the experts say so. That's where we are as a country. We will fire you from your job. We will raise your taxes. We will ban you from going to the grocery store. We will stop you from traveling. We will tell you that your family should not invite you to Christmas dinner. We will call you every name in the book. We will do everything we can to force you to make a health decision that you don't want to make if you are unvaccinated in this country. You have become the untouchables. And that's what we're seeing. That's what this is all about. Now, now in response to this horrific movement that we are seeing in this country, that we are seeing in Canada and all over the world. In response, we have seen an incredible story emerge, an incredible story of bravery and courage among a growing number of people who say no, who say enough is enough, who say I will not comply. And we saw these tremendous rallies all across North America over the weekend. We saw huge crowds. We saw, we saw people come out. We saw speeches. We really saw something inspiring. Canadians, Americans, people all over saying no, saying we want our freedom, we will not live under medical tyranny. And this is the people uniting, using their voice to say no, to say I will not comply. And again, truly incredible, truly incredible. So 
building off the momentum of these incredible rallies that we saw over the weekend, we see the trucker convoy, which is now making its way across the country and heading to Ottawa. Again, people saying, look at look at the important role that we play. Look at what the government is doing to us. Look at the supply shortages that are being caused by forcing our industry to do something that most of us don't want to do. 20% of truckers are not vaccinated. We don't know why. Maybe they've had COVID. Maybe they have health reasons. Maybe they just have more reasons. Whatever the reason is, they're, they're not vaccinated. And frankly, why should they be? They sit in a truck by themselves for most of the time. So they don't interact with people. They're not frontline workers in the same way as a nurse or a grocery store clerk is. Okay. Again, it should, we shouldn't even have to have the justification for anyone because now that we know that you can, everyone can get COVID regardless of vaccine status, the, the, the basic idea has been thrown out the window. We've lost the plot. It doesn't make sense anymore. But regardless, you know, these people are fighting back and God bless them, you know, so, so much. So uh, we'll just, just take a couple of samples of the incredible uh, bravery and the incredible message that we've seen um, from these truckers and these people. Sheila Gunn-Reed, a great journalist over at The Rebel, she tweeted this out saying that a mother and her kids are handing these out to the truckers. A beautiful, beautiful message. I'll, I'll read it here because it's, it's really nice. It says... Thank you for standing up for all Canadians and the Canada we loved, loved like past tense. Thank you for standing up against division, segregation, and hate. Thank you for standing up for the children of Canada. We will inherit the consequences of what the grown-ups of the country let happen. Thank you for standing up for our right to decide what happens to our body and us kids' right to play, participate, and just be kids. Thank you for choosing to transport goods so we can have what we need. Cookies make everything better. We hope these cookies make your long ride better and that you get so much support along your journey. Thank you from the kids of Canada. Beautiful, beautiful message. And another one, I saw this clip of a OPP officer, an Ontario police officer, giving her wishes and saying what so many Canadians think and believe, thanking these truckers for the sacrifices they make and the political message that they're sending right now. So here's that clip. Hey there. Uh, so I'm Constable Aaron Howard. Um, coming to you from Ontario, Canada. I'm just, I really wanted to give a shout out to all the truckers. I think what you guys are doing is incredible. Um, you're fighting for our rights and freedoms. And uh, right now it feels like we're a little bit at war and those rights and freedoms are at stake. So you guys are honestly true heroes. Uh, what you're doing is just incredible. Um, I will be in Ottawa when you guys roll in I'm going to be speaking on behalf of Police on Guard, and we are thrilled, thrilled and honored to be able to be there. I can't wait to meet you guys. Hope to talk to a lot of you in person. Anyway, just wanted to give you guys a shout out and some support and uh, keep rolling and we'll see you in Ottawa. And you know, it's, it is incredible to see. And uh, I will just say it gives me some hope for the country. Sometimes you feel like, wow, Canada is going down a dangerous and dark path. And then you see people coming together, you see these truck convoys, you see the sheer numbers of people welcome them in cities, you see, you know, these rebel reporters out there doing a great job reporting lots of independent reporters telling the other side of the story, getting great footage, getting great interviews. And it really is inspiring. It's, it's great to see. Now, on, on, the, on the flip side, the contrary, is of course the legacy media is doing its best to delegitimize these voices, to denigrate and to demonize, doing the exact same thing that they always do to make people who oppose the vaccine mandate seem like they're fringe and they're crazy and that they don't represent the core values of Canada. They paint them as anti-vaxxers, even though there's obviously an important distinction between someone who opposes a vaccine mandates, opposes forced segregation, opposes the scapegoating and all the things that are happening in our society 
versus someone who just is opposed to vaccines. Those are two different categories. The media always conflates them. And when it comes to Aaron O'Toole, this is what I want to focus on as well in this show, is the media are going to try to set him up. The, the media love to do this to conservative leaders. They love to try to kind of play a game of gotcha. They want Aaron O'Toole to come out in support of the truckers so that they can say, aha, got you. Uh, look at this one guy over here and how crazy he is. He's a white supremacist or he's whatever. He's this, he's that. And try to conflate and, and compare and somehow put them in the same category as Aaron O'Toole. We saw them doing this all the time with Andrew Scheer when there was um, those yellow vest rallies and, and people protesting Trudeau's over-the-top anti-energy policies. Anytime that Aaron, uh, anytime that Andrew Scheer, the former conservative leader, would come out in support of them, the media would use that as a sort of way to twist and turn and make it seem like Andrew Scheer was some kind of an extremist. And obviously they're trying to do the same thing here to Aaron O'Toole. The problem is that Aaron O'Toole cannot answer a question. Nobody knows where he stands. We don't know whether he supports the truckers. You could tell that he doesn't really want to come out and support them because he doesn't want to be painted as an anti-vax or he doesn't want to be connected in case some of them are, you know, uh, said something in the past that makes them seem extreme. So, so he's just sort of treading carefully, but he doesn't do it very skillfully. He doesn't give a straight answer. He waffles. He flip-flops. This is, this is just sort of become quintessential Aaron O'Toole. He just... He just can't answer a question. And the media, of course, are like vultures. They smell weakness. They circle the prey and they just go question after question. Same thing over and over again. So so here is a cringeworthy montage of conservative leader Aaron O'Toole just being completely unable to answer a very basic question about whether or not he supports these truckers. Several of your MPs have uh, sub, uh, tweeted out support for the uh, convoy. Uh, one of them saying uh, that she, uh, he felt uh, the prime minister had a vendetta against people who were unvaccinated. Do you support the convoy, its goals, its objectives, even though the Canadian Trucking Alliance says it could be disruptive? And to follow, again, repeat Louis' question, will you meet with them when you, they come to Ottawa? We've been talking to the Canadian Truckers Alliance, Glenn, for several months. We've seen a crisis in the supply chain coming for several months, and we've proposed policies to try and help alleviate that, the most important of which is vaccines. You didn't answer my question. Uh, about uh, yes, you, I did, you, Glenn. You didn't say vaccines whether you, whether are a critical tool. You didn't say whether you'd meet with them. And we need you didn't say what you, to make sure we keep well, store shelves maybe, maybe you can, maybe you can answer in, in, in response to my next week, question, sir. You can, you can, you can say whether you meet with them. That's why last week, Glenn, when... Question is about the supply chain. Uh, one of your MPs uh, tweeted out a photograph purporting to be empty uh, grocery store shelves in Canada. Uh, turns out it was actually from the UK several years ago. Does when things like that happen, does that undermine your party's credibility on this issue? Well, we've been talking about shortages for some time. So has the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we've been there are unvaccinated truckers rolling into Ottawa. You won't say whether you support them. You won't say whether you will meet with them. So what should Canadians think about your position? Do you not support the trucking convoy? I support getting as many people vaccinated as possible, including truckers. So what's your message then to truckers who have maybe spent the past month thinking that you kind of have their backs and calling for reasonable accommodations and rapid tests. And again, you still won't answer. Will you meet with them when they come to Ottawa? Do you support their efforts and, and coming all the way here? Um, what's your message to truckers who might be disappointed that you are dodging questions and when you won't say whether you'll meet with them? Well, let me be crystal clear. We've been meeting with the Canadian Trucking Association for several months. In fact, we've written the minister on this and at every occasion, I encourage truckers 
to get vaccinated. Now, I just want to say the questions are unfair. They're leading. They're irrelevant. They're accusational. They play right into the liberal talking points and the liberal narrative. But we expect that. And Aaron O'Toole, in this case, doesn't even get credit for standing up to the media. Usually when you see a conservative politician punching back and standing up to the media, you kind of cheer and you say, great job. That's exactly what we want you to do. But in this case, you just sort of oddly agree with the journalist. You're kind of like, well, you know, until you're not answering the question, that's, that's pretty obvious. And if you just answer the question, then we would be on your side, but you're not answering. You're kind of trying to be on both sides. You want to be seen as in favor of the truckers. You don't want to be too close to them because you don't want to be painted in a negative light. So he's trying to have it both ways. The media smell that really, really bad. Everyone on social media was uh, criticizing this up and down. Now, meanwhile, and this just makes it so much worse for Erno O'Toole, is that his conservative MPs, his own MPs, are out there vocally supporting the convoy. They're out there saying thank you to the truckers. They're out there saying thank yous. Let's stand up for our liberties. Let's say no to these awful vaccine mandates, as every conservative in the country, and frankly, as every Canadian should. Okay, so here's just an example. Here is the former conservative leader, Andrew Scheer, saying what Erin O'Toole should be saying. He says this, Thank you, truckers. Trudeau is attacking personal liberty and threatening everyone's ability to get groceries because of his overreach on vaccine mandates. He is the biggest threat to freedom in Canada. Amen to that. That's that's what Aaron O'Toole should be saying. And would it really be so hard for Aaron O'Toole to just say that? It should be a no-brainer for the leader of the Conservative Party. Instead, let's chalk this up as another blunder and another own goal for the Conservative leader. I'm Kenneth Malcolm, and this is The Kenneth Malcolm Show.